This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello, and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Friday, September 1st. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew Dewaskin. Matt, how are we doing? Uh, I'm hanging in there. Do all about yourself. I'm doing okay. Doing okay. We're doing this thing I hinted at before. We're going to tweak the schedule slightly again. Give ourselves kind of a Labor Day off on Monday-ish. Move the show back a day uh, so it'll come out uh, on Tuesday. We'll record on Monday. But, but yeah, so we got four days coming up to cover for you. Um, Matt, before we get into it, you got any, any baseball things? We're recording on Thursday night and Justin Verlander got traded, which I don't know if that makes a big difference to our show. But no. it's kind of a weird, like, JK, it's not going to happen. JK, yes, it is. Like late late deadline thing were you following that at all i was following a bit you know at first the deal was on then it was off then it was back on mm-hmm. apparently he so the rumor is he really wanted to go to chicago oh really is that what you heard in the chicago twitter sphere i heard it in the twitter sphere i don't think it was i don't think it was chicago related but apparently oh. it's it's the rumor is that he was holding out for for chicago but they just there wasn't really a deal there yeah huh that'd be interesting mm. well it, it makes a Houston even more interesting they're already pretty you know obviously a pretty good team but yeah that'll be weird to see him in not a Tigers uniform I feel like it definitely will because it's all we've ever seen him in yeah uh, you got anything else before we get to our picks for this weekend nothing worth talking about at this moment I've got some stuff for, for after the after the picks that we should sure get to, but... the only thing I noticed is while doing my picks is you know the calendar has flipped one last time to September yeah. and picking all these guys it feels like almost like a podcast all-star show where I'm like, oh, let's just go over our favorites one more time this season and use them up. Uh, It'll be good, though. Yeah, You gotta, like, get tactful about when you're gonna use these guys, and as we always say, like, fantasy baseball gets really weird in September every year. Here we go. About to get started. So, Matt, Friday the 1st, I have a bunch of names down. I don't know how many of them are any good, but there are a lot of options on Friday. So, Mike Fultonevich going to the Cubs, not really, right? Not nope, a good matchup? No, not really, no. Doug Fister continues to be all right. He had that crazy game two starts ago. Last time out, seven innings, two runs, seven strikeouts. That was against the Orioles. That was okay. But now he's going to Yankee Stadium. So even if you believe a little bit, too bad of a matchup, right? I think so, yeah. And I don't think you believe either, but <laughs> I would skip this. I have Luis Castillo going to Pittsburgh. Last time out was seven innings, one run, nine strikeouts at home against Pittsburgh. Do you like him on the road now going to PNC? Should be fine, right? You would think it would be fine, yeah. I think that might be my pick, but okay. there are some other options. But I that's a big green light for me. I believe in Luis Castillo. I think he's fine. How about Mike Clevenger going to the depleted Detroit Tigers? Is that fine by you? I think that's my pick, actually. Yeah, I I like it for sure. There are two games in Detroit that day, so make sure you pay attention to which one it is. Right now, the matchup is Mike Clevenger versus Buck Farmer in game two. So, oh boy, yeah, I don't know. Like they traded Justin Upton, they're they're packing it in very clearly. Oh, clearly, you know? yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Mike Clevenger is not anything near an ace, but very competent. He's shown so. Yeah, I think there's a quality start and quite possibly a W in there for you. That's so, why not. Yeah, not my pick, but I like it just fine. Dylan Peters is making his major league debut for the Marlins. He might have been up earlier this year if he hadn't gotten hurt. 
but he's he's a prospect. He's interesting for sure. Are you in on Dylan Peters at all? He gets the Phillies in September. I'm I'm curious to see him, but I don't think I'm in yet. I don't, I don't think the secondary stuff is quite as developed as it needs to be to yeah. be a successful starter at this point. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna check the box score. I'm gonna keep an eye on him, but unless you're in like a real deep format, I don't think you need to go there yet. Mm-hmm. But interesting guy, not a nobody. Next on my list, I have Tyler Skaggs going to Texas. Tyler Skaggs has been pretty decent since he came back, but not a great matchup, right? No, it really isn't. Yeah. Too many guys who can hurt him. Yeah, and he's been beat up a little bit recently, so I don't know. Interested, but not my pick. How about your boy Ronaldo Lopez? He's back. He's at home against the Rays. Are you thinking about that at all? Actually, I really don't like this for him at all. They're kind of scary, right? The problem is he he's he's kind of struggled a bit with with lefties at the major league level, and they've mm-hmm. got a, a bunch of lefties who can do damage against him. You know, Lucas Duda, Brad Miller, uh, Corey Dickerson, Logan Morrison. Enough that you don't want to deal with that at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The Rays are actually hitting quite a bit this year. Like a lot of teams have picked up a lot of power, and it includes them. So you like Ronaldo Lopez, okay though, right? I do, yeah, but just I don't. I I think there's just too, too many left-handed bats in that raised lineup that can do damage. Yep, yep, I agree. How about the flip side of it? I know you hate him, but would you consider Blake Snell against the Tank Sox? He's looked better lately. I I can't pick against Tim Anderson. <laughs> that would be uh, a guy to look at. Maybe we'll it would. Him with the hitters, yeah. I wasn't joking. But he's uh, he's Blake Snell's been better lately. He raised down to four two nine. So not ace-like by any means, but. Not quite the laughing stock anymore. I don't know. You can consider it. Your boy Kyle Freeland at home against the D-backs. That's bad place, bad matchup, right? Yes. Yes. How about Janelson Lamette at home? Good place against the Dodgers. Bad matchup. Are you considering the upside of Janelson Lamette? I kind of like it, but I don't know if I, I don't. Okay, if, if I'm building a stack, I, w- I might go with somebody boring like Mike Clevenger and pair that mm-hmm. with Janelson Lamette going all, you know. Yeah. You know, ha- half boring, half upside. Yeah, I can see that. Hedging your bet a little bit there, but bit. he continues to have 11 strikeouts per nine for Denelson Lament. And the Dodgers are scary, but it's Petco, so I could see him surviving. I don't mm-hmm. know. I would think about it for sure. We didn't mention, I guess it'll come up in the show, but Yulisha Seen we had last time, he was bad and it was still five innings, one run. You know, even at his worst in Petco. I don't know. We'll, we'll get to that again later in the show. We will. Uh, my last name for Friday... Another debut, Cardinals are throwing out Jack Flaherty, and he's going to San Francisco. This is a guy who, follow me on this, he reminds me of Reese Hoskins in that, like, he's not, like, flashy, but continues to, like, keep getting it done and just kept rising through the minors, and he's actually kind of a prospect now and should be fine going to San Francisco. Okay. The upside is lower, or maybe he's the opposite of Janelson Lamette, and then it's like it's a good matchup, but because it's his debut, there's not huge upside. But what, what I'm hearing is he's the 2017 version of Bud Smith. <laughs> I don't know Bud Smith enough to Are get you what you're really? hearing at exactly there. He no, um, no he he was a, a mediocre Cardinals prospect who. I believe he threw a no-hitter either in his rookie year or second year. I can't remember which, but it was early in his career. And then proceeded to, I think, blow out his arm and do nothing. Oh. No, I think, like, Jack Flaherty's a guy. I think when he first started out, people didn't see high ceiling from him. And now he's, like, kind of changed people's opinions and his pitches have got better. I don't know. I think the matchup's safe. I think you could totally do this. I'm going to go Luis Castillo just because I've learned to trust him and like him. But I wouldn't feel bad about Jack Flaherty either. I It's a great matchup. It's a great place to go. So I think he could be fine. But you want Mike Clevenger? Yeah. 
Okay. Is there anybody else here that was even interesting at all? That was a bunch of options. They were, you know, I, I looked at a bunch of them, but I, I, I clearly like my Clevenger best, honestly. Yeah, I like Clevenger, I like Castillo, and I like Flaherty. Yeah. All right, how about hitters for Friday, Matt? How are you thinking? Okay, this is uh, this is my cheap day uh, of, of the weekend. Okay. Okay, speaking of Ronaldo Lopez, I mentioned he struggles against lefties. Mm-hmm. The guy I like there is Lucas Duda, 10% owned. Yeah, Lucas Duda is underused. I didn't write him down for this weekend, but I can bet you I'm going to use him at least once in September. Oh, well, only okay. once for the contest, but you understand. I understand. Yeah. He does damage against righties. Uh, 21 of his 25 homers with a 908 OPS against right-handers. Mm-hmm. You know, I do like Ronaldo Lopez. I, just don't like, I don't like this matchup one bit for him, and I yeah. think Lucas Duda 10% is a quality C pick. Yep, absolutely. That's that's too cheap. He can give you some power. I dig it. Okay. Next up, my B pick. We got Matt Boyd mm-hmm. uh, pitching the late game in Detroit, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Right now he's scheduled for the second. No. Right now I have him as the early game. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Either, well, either way, he's pitching in Detroit against uh, against the Indians. Yeah. He's in fact left-handed. You want right-handers against him. The one that in- intrigues me: cheap catcher Jan Gomes at five percent. I like that. I haven't picked Young Gomes in a while, but he is definitely capable, for yeah. sure. Uh, so far this season, uh, against left-handers, seven of his ten homers with an eight six seven OPS against, and Boyd gets blown up by righties. Yep. Always like a good catching option, for sure. Yep, That'll for be sure. good. And lastly, my A-pick, uh, Joey Baggs, Joey Biagini, mm-hmm. is pitching in Baltimore against the Orioles. Yeah, he's cooled off, you would say. Considerably. Uh, he owns an OPS against lefties over 800, which means I'm picking Seth Smith. He's actually like been okay since he went back to the bullpen. I see a lot of zeros there. Mm. And then, you know, tried to start again three and two-thirds, a lot of five runs last time out. So, yeah, I'm totally fine with picking against him as a starter. I think there are runs to be had there, and he won't go deep, and, you know, you'll get into the Blue Jays' bullpen. So I'm all for this, yeah, for sure. And then for me, I looked at... So Mike Leake is a Seattle Mariner now, which just makes too much sense, and they were just making room for Jack Flaherty, I guess. But he has this weakness to lefties a little bit. You laugh. I'm telling you, the Cardinals like Jack Flaherty. So I was looking at, there's a few A's guys I like. And to pick on Mike Leak as my C pick at 2%, the A's have Matt Olson. And Matt Olson is basically going to be a low average power guy. I think there's maybe 25, 30 homers there, and he already has a handful. He has plenty. So, and all of 2%, I think Matt Olson going to Seattle, getting the Seattle bullpen, can run into one. I like him as a lefty there. Okay. My B pick, I have one of the most boring guys that I think will be totally fine, but Tanner Roark is going to Milwaukee. And mm. Tanner Roark is not having a great year, and also it's a platoon thing. Not handling lefties. 838 OPS allowed to lefties. And so I like at 22% switch hitting Neil Walker. Should be just fine. He's been great as a brewer. Have you been following Neil Walker? I have been very closely, and uh, he will be appearing in one of my days, not on Friday, however. Yeah, so that's, that's a, I assume you're, you're okay with me picking against Tanner Roark then with him. Should handle a righty. Should be fine there. Uh, 22%, but I don't know. He's not flashy, but he produces. I would prefer him against a worse righty, but yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. And then my A pick, who I really want. I picked him the other day, and he didn't get in. Austin Jackson getting the lefty. He's batting high in the Indians lineup, and he can do it. So even though I really like the Jan Gomes pick, I want Austin Jackson at 2% getting Matt Boyd. Mm. So same idea. Matt Boyd's bad. Can't handle righties. The Indians are going to put up runs. So Jan Gomes, thumbs up. I'm taking Austin Jackson. Same idea. So, yeah, we're down for picking on Matt Boyd. And then Matt, 
Saturday the 2nd. I had seven pitcher names down. We can start with Matt Harvey going to Houston. He's 47% owned. That many people have jumped off the ship. I imagine we're also off this ship, right? Yes. It's interesting to even bring him up as an option in our show, but no way. I might be willing to buy back in next spring, but for now, no. I, I, no. No, and he wasn't doing great in his rehabs, I don't think, and he's going to Houston. It's going to be ugly. So, pass here, but he is eligible. Lucas Sims goes to Chicago to get the Cubs. I still like Lucas Sims a little bit. He hasn't put it all together yet, but this is a prospect. A little bit interesting guy. I don't want him in Wrigley. I imagine you don't either. I do not. It wouldn't shock me if he ended up with a good start, but I'm not going there. How about Brock Stewart going to San Diego? This is the guy that's been doing spot starts for the Dodgers a little bit, but... I haven't really seen it as a starter. Like, two innings, five runs last time. Mm. He's been good in relief, but I don't see him going five innings. He hasn't gone five innings yet, so that's a pass for you and me, right? Yes. You have to look because it's San Diego, but no. I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. I actually, I did Google it, but it's also more fun when we just stumble through it. Tyler Molly, Maley? Should we say Maley? I think going Mayle, to Pittsburgh. I, I think it's Maley, but my guess is Maley, M A H L E. This is actually a prospect. Also, the Reds have some interesting guys, and he's one of them. He came up last time and gave up three runs in five innings, which is you know nothing special. And that was against Pittsburgh. Now he's going to Pittsburgh. Are you interested in all, or do these Reds pitchers just kind of have you staying away? I'm staying away. I'm interested, but I'm also staying away. <laughs> All right, I have three more. Brandon Woodruff is back. He gets the Nationals. Are you scared of the Nationals at all? The Nationals are banged up. I would be okay yeah. with picking Brandon Woodruff here, actually. I don't think that's bad either. They're they're really not that scary right now. No. They had Trey Turner come back, but yeah. yeah, when he was earlier in August, Brandon Woodruff looked okay. You know, I, I think it's fine. I don't love it, but I don't know. It's not your pick, is it? It's not my pick, but I would. I'm squinting at it. I'm like, hmm, maybe. Uh, Seth Lugo goes to Houston. I wish that were better. It's not though. <laughs> I just I don't know why I keep mentioning Seth Lugo, but I want him to be good, and he's not. Uh, the last name here. I said we talk about him. Alicia Seen at home against the Dodgers, and the second half of a doubleheader opposite you, Darvish. That's not fun, but. Last time out, he was bad against the Giants, and him being bad was five innings, one run, four walks, three strikeouts. Like, even when it goes badly, it's very acceptable. He'll take the five innings, one run. So, I don't know. Are you thinking about Ulysses scene? That's the pick on Saturday, right? It's my pick, yeah. I I just, we've, you know, we, I think we have to stay consistent on our message here. I mean... That him at home is doable, even yeah. when it's the Dodgers. Correct. Yeah. And honestly, the Dodgers have not been playing great baseball recently. I don't know if you've seen. Yeah. So I'm not that worried about it. Again, I think the worst case, the worst case for me, Alicia seen is five innings, three runs, which would, you know, be stinky. But I don't know. For some reason, he loves Petco. They should be locking him up or something. Uh, okay. Were there any other pitchers that you liked? For me, it's Chassin or Woodruff, and that's about it. Carlos Rodon, is he under 50? I can check for you right now. If he is, it's because he's been so bad. He's at 61%, so not bad enough. No. But you would consider him against the the race? He's actually been pretty confident. Yeah. I don't know. He, he just seems frustrating is maybe the word for him. Hmm. But I don't know. I would be interested, too, just from the strikeouts for sure. But, hmm. yeah, the, the Rays are not that much of a pushover. Uh, how about hitters on Saturday? Who are you thinking, Matt? Uh, the theme of Saturday for me is picking against the mediocre veterans on the slate. 
we've got the trio of of, of Miley Kennedy and Nolasco. Mm-hmm. And that's what, <laughs> and that's, what and that's who I'm picking against. Okay. The C pick for me against Ricky Nolasco is Shinsu Chu at 33. percent Okay. Yeah. Lefty on righty. You know, Chu has continued to mash against righty. 16 of his 17 homers and eight of his 11 steals have come against right-handers this season. Mm-hmm. No, he's been perfectly fine against righties. He doesn't do anything against lefties, so it's not very exciting. But in DFS or something like that, that's still super useful. I'm I'm way in there. Okay. Next up, Ian Kennedy uh-huh. uh, against the Twins. 19%. Max Kepler is my B pick. Yeah. Does it feel weird? Like the one last time in this contest, you got to put down Max Kepler. We don't know that. It's my B pick. <laughs> that's true. That is also true. But, uh, but yeah, he has been fine against righties. There's no reason he can't handle Ian Kennedy. I like that a lot. Talk about your platoon split guy. Uh, all 17 home runs against righties. Yeah, he doesn't really hit lefties either. It's and not a like, problem. Like, literally, like, 374 OPS against lefties. That's insane. That's his OPS, not his, like, slugging percentage. Yeah, OPS. that's bad. That's a problem. Interesting guy, but that's going to, like... I know that you like drafting him this year, and I did too, but like that's going to come into consideration next year when you're like, oh, this is a straight-up platoon guy. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if, if it's like a 20-team league, I'd be okay with it, but mm-hmm. outside of that, no. My A pick, uh, I get to pick against Wade Miley, the lefty. Yes, absolutely. And my pick is is one of my favorites, the thriller, Kevin Pillar. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Kevin PR at 18%. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that at all. Wade Miley is dependably mediocre and bad against righties, which is really fun in DFS stuff. So. And Kevin Pillar, good against lefties, 891 OPS, and a surprisingly limited sample size. You'd think they'd try to work him in a bit more against lefties, but they don't seem to. Mm-hmm. No, that'll be totally fine. I like that. I have five names down. I had like three or four, but then some guys got moved around days, so I'm just going to leave them in. I'll run through them quick. I see Kyle Gibson on the sheet, and I just want to pick against him with anybody who can. And the Royal that stuck out to me at 7% was Brandon Moss, who continues to only hit righties and probably bat 200, but hit his fair yes. share of home runs. So. <laughs> If you and want a only, homer hunt. Literally only hit home runs. Yeah. There's a big 0 for 4 waiting for you there, too, possibly. Oh, yeah. But if you're homer hunting and he's cheap, he could run into one, no problem. Uh, my D pick, I think I like him a little bit better than this, but I'm going to put down... I have also against Wade Miley, I put Steve Pierce, who's 9% owned. And the thing with Steve Pierce is he's always at lefties in his career. But this year, he's been hitting righties a little bit, and they've moved him up to, like, lead off a lot. He's batting at the top of the lineup, you know instead of Kevin Pillar. So I like the Kevin Pillar pick, but I think that even though Steve Pierce is hitting righties, you know, more this year, it's not like he forgot how to hit lefties. I don't think he'll go, what? A southpaw? Wade Miley? He's going to be fine. So Hmm. yeah, and on the Blue Jays, those are the cheap guys. They'll be fine. My C pick, and to move him from another day, but I want to pick on Giovanni Gallardo at Safeco, and I think that opposite, not Matt Olson, but Matt Chapman is right-handed. He's a righty who's been hitting righties, and Gallardo is a righty who's been struggling with righties. Those are going to match up. Other than it's in Safeco, I wish it wasn't for the righty, but it'll be fine. Matt Chapman, kind of like Olson, has power. He can run into one, so I'm homer hunting there a little bit, but I think that'll be fine too. It's 5% owned. Both Chapman and Olson, I think, are under-owned for A's. My B pick, I have Zimmer on Zimmerman crime. Maybe the last time I get to pick Bradley Zimmer. He's at 12%. He's been cold, but there's power and there's speed, and that's one of the races you and I are neck to neck on is stolen bases here in September might get interesting. 
because <laughs> we have like five on the year, but he can run a little bit. And it's Jordan Zimmerman, and it's the Tigers bullpen, and they're packing it in. So I think Bradley Zimmer can be fine here. And then my A pick, I see Clayton Richard getting the Dodgers, and even though it's Petco off the bench for the Dodgers, Enrique Hernandez always matches on lefties. It's always done all year. It's always done for a lot of his career, but he will be just fine there. He's one percent on. Always like him against a bad lefty, so he should be fine there. I imagine they hopefully put up some runs on San Diego, at least during the day, and not against Justine at night. Okay, Matt, Sunday the 3rd, I also had a handful of names here. September is going to be a lot of options. It's going to be a very different game. Our boy Jose Urena is 45% owned. He's at home against the Phillies. That might be an early favorite for the day, right? That's my pick. Yeah. All right. So all downhill from here, but he's kind of earned our trust, <laughs> and it's the Phillies. I'm not. Also, he's really good at home, and he's really good during the day. And guess where yeah. he's pitching? And guess where he's pitching? Yeah. Yeah. I could see him doing just fine here. So yeah, that's easy one. Let's go through the other ones we aren't as excited about. If you could consider, I got to give Brett Anderson some love just because I see his name on the sheet. But uh, I know so many years of wanting him to be good, and he hasn't been. So no. He goes to Baltimore. Good to see him pitching. I'm not going near that at all. How about Lucas Giolito, who was fine for us last time out? He's at home against the Rays. You didn't really want Ronaldo against the Rays. But would you consider Giolito? I, I guess if I, if I don't if I don't pick Ronaldo, I don't think I can pick Giolito, can I? Not really. I mean, he's only two starts in, but he's been okay so far. You know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I would think twice for sure, but I'm looking at it. It's, it's a possibility. I like Urena much more. He's safer, but Giolito at least has some upside. He's been getting tagged by lefties, too. Yeah, it's only two starts, but that could be a thing. What about the other side, Matt Andresi getting the tank socks? Eh. That is actually intriguing. Yeah, well, I think last time, I guess last time he went three innings, but before that was when I tried to tell you, he's not that hurt. He'll be fine back in June. And then oh. I picked him and he got hurt again. Uh, so his last outing was August 28th and he got a save actually. He went three innings and got a save. I think he must've by the box score got that like three inning end of a 12 0 win save, which is pretty good, but now they give him a start. So, uh, that's interesting. I hadn't noticed that before. Anyway, going to Chicago, getting the tank socks. You're not worried about him. I actually, I, I like this start for him actually. Yeah, I think he could be fine there for sure. Mike Fires is on the right side of 50 for us. He gets the Mets. He allowed eight runs last time against the Rangers. Are you out on Mike Fires? I've been out for a while. I totally get that, but goodness, the Mets, Matt. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's bad. I can see it if you're brave, because Fires gets some strikeouts and has some upside. So if you're brave, I think that's doable while also being terrifying. But if I look at roster resource right now, it's Jose Reyes, Brandon Nimmo, Isdrubal Cabrera batting third, Wilmer Flores batting fourth, Travis Darno batting fifth, Dom Smith, Ahmed Rosario, Juan Lagares. So we're, we'll be picking against the Mets this month, I feel like. That's what's going to happen. But no doubt. Mike Fires makes me nervous. Mike Montgomery for the Cubs is getting Atlanta at home. Do you like this start for him at all? Not really. I just, I don't believe in him as a starter. Yeah, I want to. Last time out, seven innings, one run, four strikeouts against the Pirates. Every once in a while he does fine, but I don't know. There's a limited upside. I think you could do it. I think you could consider it, especially against Atlanta. They just traded Brandon Phillips. They're packing it in two, so I think it's an option. I think I'm still with you on Jose Urena. I just got two more. Andrew Heaney goes to Texas. He has 19 strikeouts to three walks so far. That's good. 
He's allowed eight home runs in 16 innings so far. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. It's impressive. And there's two views on it. It's, oh, he's homer prone, he's going to get tagged. Or it's, oh, homers are fluky, and once that stabilizes, he'll be fine. I don't know. You can kind of make points for both sides of that. But, yeah, I it's a tough matchup for him. I don't want him in Texas, but I'm still keeping an eye on Andrew Heaney. Okay. I'm interested. I'm just not interested. I'm sorry. He's <laughs> like, no, no deal. That's fine. Yeah. Well, one more. Would you rather have Andrew Heaney or the last guy on my list, Edwin Jackson, going to Milwaukee, who continues to put up quality starts? I, have, I guess I have to say Ejax, but that sounds wrong. That's not a vote of confidence. But, yeah, last time out, Miami, six innings, three runs, two earned, five strikeouts. Zieri's 3-3-3. Three, three, three. I don't... <laughs> What kind, what kind of contract does he get next year? I don't know. He has only had two starts. Let me do this real quick. He's made eight starts for the Nationals. One of them he allowed four runs. One of them he allowed... Oh, one of them he allowed seven runs, but only three were earned. But the rest have been two or fewer. Like, I don't know what's going on with him. No zeros, but... Mm, no. <sighs> no zeros. I don't know. I, I, I don't love him going to Milwaukee. That's not a great matchup, but... He continues to be at least a little bit competent, so it's interesting. Uh, the only other name on Sunday, actually, Luke Weaver is going to San Francisco. He's 53% owned. He has back-to-back 10 strikeout starts. I'm in. I was in on him last time. It went well for me. Now I can't pick him anymore because he was too good. 54% now that I check. In San Francisco, that's a slam dunk for me. If whatever you're playing, whatever format you're in, if you can afford him, I'm. that's a big, fat green light for me. I don't know about you, but... He can handle I would the agree. Giants. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I definitely would agree. Yeah. No. Yeah. For me, it'd be Weaver and Urena would be my stack. Yeah. That would be real nice. We can't pick Weaver, but that is a, a big recommendation. Yep. Anybody else stick out to you at all, pitcher-wise? Not really, no. You could think about Jake Junis going to Minneapolis, you know, Minnesota. No, why? 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 I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, eh. It's another one where I want to squint and see him be good. And he's been better lately, but not enough to, like, really buy into it yet. I don't know. Nope. Interesting guy, but not there yet. How about hitters for Sunday, Matt? Who do you like? The theme for today is that there is no theme. <laughs> okay. Okay. My C pick. We've got Chris Flexen going to Houston to... Mm-hmm. Take on, take on the Astros and Justin Verlander, even though Justin Verlander isn't playing in this game. Yes. I, I want lefties against Fluxen. He's, in fact, right-handed. He struggled with lefties a bit. My C pick at 54% is Josh Reddick. Oh, okay. I can see that totally. Yeah, I, I have a pick. It isn't Josh Reddick, but I'm down to pick against Chris Flexen for sure. Yeah, all, all he has done all season is womp on righties. 11 of his 12 homers and 6 of his 7 stolen bases with an 835 OPS against righties this season. Yeah, that'll be good. Okay, next up, my B pick. The A's going to Seattle to take on the Mariners. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get to face off against Andrew Albers. Yes, it yes. is. Andrew Albers, the lefty. Yes. I'm, I'm going to go with my guy, my B pick, 25% owned, Marcus Simeon. I like that, too. I Look, I did not take him because I like Chapman and Olsen and whatnot, but I am totally fine with Marcus Simeon. We've talked about him a lot. and Some power and some speed. Again, in that foot race here in September, I could see that for sure. In uh, Andrew Albers is whatever. He's not going to go deep. He's gone five innings the last three games and just get kind of pounded on. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And we'll see my A pick. We've got Martin Perez in Texas against the Angels. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, he's in fact left-handed, and that means I want C.J. Crone at fourteen percent. I can see that. Yeah, he has always been kind of a quiet D.H., but getting lefties, he should be more than capable. And Martin Perez is so bad. Yes, he is, especially against righties. You like Crone more than I do, but I can totally see this matchup for him for sure. Should be fine. Uh, okay, for me, I have four names down. Do you like Craig Gentry at all? Getting Brett Anderson. Craig Gentry's no. like one job is to hit lefties, and I could like again maybe kind of see something here for him, but not enough. You know, it's so empty too. There's no home runs or speed, so I could see like if you really need a bare minimum guy, Craig Gentry will get in there probably, but I can't be excited about that. I like the other side. Our boy Ezekiel Carrera at 1% getting Chris Tillman, who continues to not be good. I assume you're probably fine with that. Yes. It's going to be September, and Chris Tillman is still starting with an ERA of 791. That is impressive. So Ezekiel Carrera gets in sometimes, should be fine. Above that, our boy Matt Garza. The wheels continue to fall off a little bit there. He's a 477 ERA, but... It's a lot of it's come on lately because he was competent there for a minute. And he has his split problems. And the lefty we like from the Nationals lineup would be Adam Lind at 2% who continues to play. Him against Garza should be totally fine in Milwaukee, right? I would think so, yeah. Yeah, I think so too. And then my A pick for sure. I'm with you against Chris Flexen, but I want the cheaper lefty. I want Derek Fisher. He's 4% owned. He's been batting near the bottom of the lineup. Might have trouble with other lefties. Don't think he'll have trouble with Chris Flexen. So, yeah, I want Derek Fisher. A big old 4%. But I like Josh Reddick as well. Any of the Astros you can afford are going to score some runs in that game. Mm, Agreed. Okay. And then on to Monday, our last day. Podcast getting pushed back one day. For Labor Day, it's a full Monday slate. Matt. This is the tough pitching one, isn't it? I have a guy I like, but I don't think you would put him on your sheet. I have four names written down. One of them's your boy, Troy Scribner. Getting Oakland. You don't care about that, really, do you? He wasn't very good in his last start, so no. No, he wasn't. That was against Oakland then, too. I don't know that he's going to go, you know, deep at all. Jaime Garcia is still eligible. He's going to Baltimore, but that team can hit. You don't really want anything to do with that, do you? Not in particular, no. You could, but I don't really love it at all. I have two more. You're going to take Mark Leader going into the Mets, I assume, right? Yes, I'm so predictable and I'm embarrassed. Again, we just talked about that Mets lineup. I think that's totally fine, to be honest. And I might be joining you there. I don't know. For me, it's him or German Marquez at home against the Giants. And yeah, Coors Field, and yeah, that stinks. But I'm also like, boy, it's the Giants. I don't know. The Mets are trying really hard to be also that bad. So that might be a bad September race of who's the least threatening offense. Yeah, I'm going to go with you, actually. Just I'm after reading that Mets lineup and looking a little bit closer at German Marquez, I think he's going to be fine, possibly. But there's less downside with Mark later, I feel like. It's hard for me to envision him going to, to New York and getting, like, blown up, you know? Whereas, like, with German Marquez, things can happen in Colorado, so... Honestly, I, 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 w- I would pick you to go three innings against the Mets offense right now. <laughs> Basically, this is as good a time as any to be excited about Mark Lader Jr. Is there any other pitchers on Monday you were even thinking about? No, there weren't a ton of options. I mean, even, you know, the, the, San Di- the guy in San Diego is Luis Perdomo, who isn't very good in San Diego, so therefore he isn't very good yeah. any- anywhere. Travis Wood is who I have right now, and he gets St. Louis, and you don't want anything to do with that. We'll see. A lot of these schedules are also going to change, I feel like, too, as September hits. 
But yeah, I, I like Mark Leader there. Then how about hitters for Monday for Labor Day? My C pick is this is my Bradley Zimmer day against James Shields. I think that's as good a time as any to pick him as well. I picked him against Zimmerman. You picked him against Shields. Those are Shields has an OPS against lefties over a thousand. <laughs> in, in, in not a small sample size. Yes. Yeah, that is uh, that's a good way to sell it. For sure. Next up, my B pick. I we, we talked about Neil Walker earlier. Yes. He gets he gets Homer Bailey in Cincinnati. Yes. Uh, if you want some some rough home roads, let's take a look at Homer Bailey's. He's got an an ERA of almost ten at home. In a Not sweep. having a good time there. No. Uh, so that means I w- I want Neil Walker to switch hitter against Homer Bailey in the uh, Reds bullpen. I like that just fine. Obviously, I think that's going to be okay. And lastly, we, we talked about you're picking on Matt Garza with Adam Lynn. Today's mm-hmm. my day to pick on Vance Worley with Adam Lynn. I like that just fine, too. I actually wrote him again as my B pick. If I don't get him earlier in the weekend, I like him there. So I'm right there with you. I like that as an A pick for sure. Yeah. Sorry, Vance Worley. It's been a bad time for you. Yeah, sorry, man. ERA is over six. He's not really getting it done. Even though the Marlins are in contention somehow, he's not getting it done. I wrote down, actually, I also picked against Homer Bailey. I like the Neil Walker pick. It's cheaper. This is my D guy. I'm just throwing him out there. Keon Broxton has been running into the baseball in August, and he does that sometimes. And doesn't mean he gets on base a lot, but the power comes through. So if you're Homer hunting, pardon the pun, if you want Keon Broxton getting Homer Bailey, it's not going to shock anybody if he drives one out, right? No. I, mean, I think he it's six or seven in, in August, I believe. Yeah, he prefers lefties a little bit, but I think Homer Bailey's probably bad enough. That would be fine. So pick some yeah, Brewers there. That's going to be a big one. How about your boy Nick Williams getting Rafael Montero? I know Nick Williams is left-handed and Montero struggles more with righties, but it's not like he won't be able to get some hits off Montero in the Mets bullpen, right? You would, you would think he'd be able to do that, yeah. It's 15% on. He's going to be fine there. Pick some cheap Phillies going, going to the Mets. We're picking on the Mets in this show. My B pick is Adam Lind getting Vance Worley. 2%. He's too cheap. He's very useful. And my A pick, I'm picking a Detroit Tiger because that, you know, lineup's been wiped out a little bit. But my guy, Mikey Mitook, gets Jason Vargas. And boy, howdy, has regression caught up to Jason Vargas. <laughs> I'm like, a real crazy like first half of the year and his era still says 387 but that's just the average out here's his earned runs going back five four four three six three like he's just he's giving up runs now you know that's what he's doing and he's left-handed and mikey my took before this year always hit lefties and then this year he's kind of learned how to hit righties as well and so i'm not worried about him getting the lefty and then when he gets knocked out the royals bullpen which isn't that scary i can see him doing fine there and he's batting in an okay place in that lineup too so seven percent on i like mikey my i think he can be helpful down the stretch in your deeper formats and I'm not scared of Jason Vargas anymore, which is a weird phrase to say. Okay, that should do it for us for the weekend, for the weird four-day show on a Friday. What did you have before we get out of here? Today I played in the, the greatest corporate softball league game ever played. You teased this to me before, and I was like, good, I want to hear this on the show. I've told you before, our games go seven innings, and at the uh-huh. end of seven, can you guess what the score was? I can because you told me. Oh, so. I forgot I told you. I'm sorry. I'm really tired. It was 0-0 zero, zero at the end of 7. Yeah. Oh, what do you do? There's no tie, I assume. No, there's no tie. So it's, we had, uh, they have tiebreaker rules. Okay. Where it's it's kind of like sudden death. What happens is you start the inning with a runner on second, but you only mm-hmm. get to see one pitch. If it's a strike, you're out. If it's a ball, you get a walk. Okay. And do you walk two bases? 
if you're a guy, you walk two bases. If you're a woman, you'd get one base. Okay. In their half, you know, the top of the seventh, the top of the eighth, I should say, they push three runs across with those rules. Sure. It's because you, you start walking people and, you know, and then occasionally there's, there's a ball in play, but, you know, there's runners, runners on. It's, it's really easy to give up runs under these, under these rules. Sure. By design. So we answered right back with three more. <laughs> okay. And then the top of the ninth at that point, they put three more on the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. And so I was I was leading off the bottom of the ninth. So and the guy threw me a strike. So I had to sw- I had to swing at it. Sure. Ringing double, put runners on second and third with uh, zero outs. Yeah, because your like, weird leadoff guy on second couldn't score on your double. It was hit to the left side. Okay. And it wasn't really a du- it wasn't really a double so much as it was misplayed by the shortstop and I happened to advance to the si- to second. Sure, nice space running. Sure. So I was kind of hoping you wouldn't call me out and I'd just be able to tell the listeners that I got a double. Sorry, it still counts. I'm sure. So you know, we we loaded the bases. We managed to put. I we pushed we pushed across two runs. We loaded the bases again. Uh, our social media team members ripped a ripped a single into center and walked off. That's a lot of fun. That's it good. was, and honestly, it was the wildest, most tense game I've ever been a part of. Just the fact that it was zero zero after seven and nobody had scored. Yeah, that doesn't happen, especially in our softball. I mean, come on, it's it's a yeah. corporate league. You know, we're we're there to kind of you know goof off and have fun. And I, I will say this about the opposing team: I did not like playing against these guys. I did not like you know really kind of you know the uh, just say you know in in these leagues you want to be aggressive and you don't want to be too aggressive and. Mm-hmm. These guys were being a little, it was a little too much. They were a little amped up? A little bit, yeah. Like they would, you know, they would, if there was a single, they would try to stretch it into a double no matter what. They were just, oh, okay. just assuming, assuming we were going to make an error, and we honestly, we didn't. That's part yeah. of the reason they, they didn't score any runs, is because they kept running into outs. Oh, man. Well, so, that's good. Well, congrats on your exciting walk-off win. And you got to be a yeah. big part of it, too. Yeah, I, I, yeah, oh, I started, I started the scoring there. It was great. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a cool, it was a cool win. We were all, we were all pretty fired up for that one. I mean, still we're, undefeated, top of the ladder. Sounds like. Believe it or not, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's a good, that's a good weekly uh, softball update. Then I'm glad we get that. That's good. Yeah, no, I, it's not, it's not every every week you get a walk off win, and <laughs> especially in extras like that. We had the walk off walk last, last, you know, in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the walk-off hit is infinitely more exciting. Oh, absolutely. Well, good. All right, well, congrats on that and remaining undefeated. Matt is on Twitter at MattD underscore DFS to talk softball and baseball and Verlander and all of this. I am on Twitter at HigginsFOS and... Yeah, September's going to get weird. I'm kind of excited about it. You know, we haven't done this format in September before, so excited to see no, how it goes. Yeah. Especially with the call-ups, yeah, I'm excited. It'll be good. Okay, that should do it for us. We'll be back to you guys on Monday. So, pardon me, on Tuesday, we'll record Monday. Don't don't panic if the show's a day late. We'll be there. Anyway, for Matt, I'm Dylan. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you then. This podcast is over. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy, or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs. <laughs>